Tim Kiefer at MyBeatOnline.com with you here on our Wednesday night meeting. I want to thank everybody for joining us, taking some time. It's Wednesday night. We talk football. Hopefully we're streaming. It looks over. I looked over. It looks like we're streaming. So uh, we had some issues the last week or so with this, but or actually last week where we, we did it. We went on YouTube and uh, were able to kind of, and then all of a sudden the stream worked. So it seems to be working right now though. So um, hopefully you are out there in internet land getting this. I want to thank everybody, like I said, for taking some time with us. Uh, we're going to get right to it tonight as we've got a lot to go over, lots of fun stuff to discuss. So here it is right now. So our next football meeting, okay, our actual next football meeting is going to be the playoff prep meeting. So this is our last meeting, like our last in-season meeting, whatever you want to call it, for a few weeks. We're going to do our playoff prep meeting on Wednesday, October 26th. So there it is, Wednesday, October 26th at 7.30 p.m. That's our next meeting. So that's it. This is going to be it for the night, and uh, or for the, for the season at least, because everybody's kind of coming to an end here or, or in the next few weeks getting ready for playoffs. So, so the next few weeks we will not have a meeting, but we'll be back Wednesday, October 26th, for that. So I want everybody to make sure that they got that marked on their calendar. So we're going to get to our play of the week that we, we was well, actually the play for the last couple weeks. But before I do that, I want to bring in our panel. Now, I'm going to let you know right now, Robert Yabara is not with us tonight. I do have the chat up. So I'm kind of going to be additionally multitasking, me looking at the chat or the text, I should say, trying to keep up. So um, I'm going to do my best here tonight. Uh, hopefully, we won't miss any comments. Uh, I'm gonna. So it might be a little bit. I'll say slower because I'm gonna. I might take a minute to go and look over here to the text to see if anybody's got any questions or any comments. So just bear with us tonight. Robert's doing a game. Robert had a junior high game that got pushed back to to under the lights. But just because Robert is is here doesn't mean we don't have some of our other esteemed panelist and there he is the first person on the board tonight is mike billica mike how are you doing thanks for being here oh wait mike you know what i always do this because you guys talk i forget to turn you back on all right how about mike thanks for being here how are you it's really good to be here thanks for having me tim well i, I always appreciate you taking some time it's a, it's a pleasure to have you and we also have um, well, I gotta gotta get him on the right s screen there. There he is, Mr. Bill Lamagne is with us. Bill, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Good to be here as always, and uh, look forward to talking some football. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to it as well. In fact, I'm already getting text. Our playoffs start this week. I'm I'm wondering. I bet you that is our our friend from Alaska because it gets cold up there. So they they, they can't find the fields when it starts snowing. So, all right, let's go to the, uh, let's go to the play of the week that we showed um, oh, a couple weeks ago, I should say. So here's the play, and my question was, this type of movement, legal or illegal? So I'll play it one more time. Oh, let's go back. Let's play it one more time so everybody can see it. Hang on, it's not playing. There we go. Let's try this again. Should play now. There it is. All right, we see... We see that player doing what he's doing. And so my question to everyone was whether this was a legal play.
play or not. So I'll start with Bill because Bill, I'm going to get Bill. Is this? Would you rule this motion as a legal motion, and or would you? Do you have something else? Or if you saw a play like this and you weren't aware of it, let's say you, you were the referee and you would you didn't know about it, how would you handle it? You know, in one breath, he hasn't done anything really illegal. Uh, possibly you can interpret that that's not a football type thing. Uh, maybe you blow a whistle because you think the kid's hurt and he's hopping like that. And you shut it down. Um, it, the thing about it is those things just don't have any place in the game. You know, they, it's going to cause some ill will. It's going to cause a problem. And, you know, it. I, I wish coaches would just grow up when it comes to designing these things. Yeah, you know, because from an actual technical standpoint, we did get some people comment on email. I never did get it on social media, but that's okay. It's still good enough for us to talk about. People did comment that this was legal. The motion itself was legal, but then it's a question, and you get into the, the unfair acts, and is it even a, a football-type play. Mike, what's your take on this play? What, what, what would you call or do if, if you had this in your game? Um, I would shut it down as, as very, there's something wrong, you know, and it could, we can interpret this as the, uh, you know, the defense, you know, is confused that the ball may not be ready for play. So um, there is some language that we might be able to rely on. We could also go with Bill's interpretation that this could be an injured player. Um, and uh, it's just, yeah, it doesn't belong in the game. So I, I would not want to put a flag on this. I don't think we could defend that. Um, I'd rather just shut it down and address it with the coach directly. You know, it's it's interesting because, and I put the text line up there, so like I said, I can see the text over here if you've got your own comment. I, I, I'm with, I think I'm with Bill on this one. The more and more I thought about this play, the more and more I was like, it's legal, but I, that's the, my first instinct would be, what is he, oh, he's injured. I think he's got, he's grabbing his leg, you know, and, or something like that. Like he's, I'm going, I'm killing it. Cause, and then if the coach is like, no, 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 I'll be like, Hey, you looked, you looked injured to me. And this is, you know, player safety. And if now let me, I'm going to take another, another Avenue and I'll start with, I'll start with you, Mike. Mm -hmm. The first thing was you see it. Okay. Now we kind of all agree we're going to call, but what if it's, what if the coach says, Hey, we're going to do this. This is, this is what we're going to do. Um, gives you that, you know, heads up as a referee. What do you tell them in the, in the conference? Well, you know, we're not allowed to do things that are intended to deceive the defense that we're not going to run a play. So we, you know, problem with the ball. I put this in the same category. Um, problem. We forgot the T. It's in the same category. All of that's defined by rule. But I'm going to tell them not every possible crazy situation is covered by the rules. In, but they allow the referees to have latitude in ruling on this. So if he warned me ahead of time, I'm going to tell him, Coach, we're not going to have that today. We're not going to let you run that. Well, I, I, I think I'm kind of, I'm kind of with you on that. We're not going to. I would probably say the same thing or something similar to that. So I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to Bill right now, uh, back to Bill on this one, and and Bill. So you hear the the referee. You're, you know, you're the referee, you go in the conference and you say this to, or the, I, I should say the coach says this to you, we're going to run this play. 
what are you saying to the coach? I mean, we're getting some, we're getting some comments on text right now that say, can we call it on sportsmanlike if we see it? This is a travesty of the game. They'd shut it down. We know what you would do if you saw it, but like if the coach tells you before the game, what are you, how are you going to handle that? Well, first of all, what's he going to tell you? He's going to tell you that he's got 77 and whatever the other number was in the backfield. Uh, and he's going to send this guy in motion. Okay. That's what he's going to tell you. He's not going to tell you he's hopping around like a, you know, a frog or, or a, a lame dog. Um, he's just going to tell you that he's sending this guy in motion. And this guy then is going to take the snap and he's going to run up and throw it over the line to another eligible receiver. So you're not going to get, the, uh, I'm sure, a clear picture of what we just saw in this video clip. So, you know, the, the bottom line to it, it was just similar to the one you videoed at Northwestern that time with Illinois when the coach told right. me what he was going to run. And I told him, no, you can't. If you do that, it's a foul. And I even told him how he could correct it. And he still went out there and did it did it the way he wanted to do it and uh, suffered the consequences of a flag and getting pushed back five yards and having a kick instead of a two point try. So, you know, all you can do is manage the game and, and protect the integrity of the game. The best thing on that play is when we have the audio and you can go back, it's on our YouTube page where you tell oh, yeah. the umpire to throw it. And now that umpire's in the NFL. So there you go. Yeah. Well, the, the other part about that too was when the coach, I went after the TV or during the TV timeout, he wanted to know what he did wrong. And, and my comment to him was, was whether I'm right or you're wrong. Right. Uh, this he is what we're doing. It. And he didn't get it that basically I was telling him he was wrong twice. You know, whether I'm right or you're wrong, this is what it is, you know. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think that, was, that was a funny part of that. So, yeah, you're probably right. You're not going to get the entire uh, complex of the, of the play. They're going to try to deceive it. Let's see. Um, let's see what some of the, the, the chats are. The, the, somebody, I shut it down while legal. I, I too, think it might, it might be something wrong and not allowed. If the coach were to give me a heads up, I would let him know. Very, very simple, uh, similar stuff to what we're saying. I don't think it's an unsportsmanlike. I mean, you could go there, but I think for sure, I, I know I'm shutting it down. I think the player, if it happens real time, because I'm saying the player's injured. So appreciate everybody who jumped in on that. We're going to move on to our next play now. And, you know, normally we don't do college plays here, but I want to talk about this play because um, – it's it's important in regards to how it relates to high school. So this is a play that happened in the Oregon-Stanford game. I'm going to let it run out. We're not going to really, you know, I'm not going to keep playing it over and over. You see the ball is out, and it's been ruled dead, and then there's all this action that happens after. And then it gets close to the bench, and now there's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And, and they're just, you know, it doesn't look like there's much going on here. But in the end, after this is, you know, separated or whatever you want to call it, we end up having a disqualification, or I guess now this year in, in college or a couple years ago, they now call it an ejection. And so you'll see the ball, you get a replay of it real quick. You know, now this is a dead ball. We're blowing whistles, we're blowing whistles. And, 
you've got to tackle because it looks like it's still going on. And then, like I said, it happens right there because of that hit. They take umrage to it, blah, 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 blah. So you may say, you may ask me, well, why are you showing this play? And here's the reason why is because this is a play that I think, and I talked about it on one of the TikTok things about how the unintended consequence of the NCA rule that this continuing action that they have. But where it relates to high school is that, and, and I'll, I'm going to ask Mike this because I know Mike, you know, he still does a lot of high school. I think sometimes as officials at the high school level, we want to use this. And where, where I'm saying, like, well, what do you mean we want to use this? Like, I'll give you an example. You've got a, uh, a scrimmage kick punt and the receiver, you know, signals fair catch or, you know, he's getting ready to catch the ball and now the ball goes through and it's loose, but we blow our whistle and the receiver now just jumps right on it. Or the same thing, you know, the signals fair catch goes through and it was like boom and then the, the, the defender or the kicking team at this point gets the ball. And we just like, oh, we don't, we want to, we, didn't, we don't want to have it. It was immediate continuing action, but we don't really have that in, in high school, but we can kind of like, you know, under the rug here. I want to make sure that everyone knows that it's not a real good thing to do. And I'm sure it's happened to, uh, to people before. I guarantee it. I'm going to ask Mike. Mike, you know, <laughs> I, I'm sure you've probably seen it happen in a high school game, even a college game that doesn't have replay, but let's, let's just stick with the high school stuff. Um, and I just wanted to like point this out because I don't like the rule in college because it creates this type of action because people now keep playing. But that immaterial, if we have a whistle and we screw up, we just have to own up to it. We like it, now it turns out I think this one was down, but just in general, we have to own up to that. We can't have this our own continuing action. Do you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And I think if we have a whistle that is a is near simultaneous with a recovery like very close to simultaneous, you can be fair as possible and you might be able to get away with saying um, he recovered it prior to the whistle. Um, but for the most part, you really have to go with the inadvertent whistle rules when that happens. You know, I had a play where my quarterback um, wanted to hand the ball off. The, re the running back didn't realize he was supposed to take a handoff and the quarterback ended up trying to tuck it himself and didn't really ever have it in his hand. It was laying on his arm. He was falling backwards, getting tackled. He, it was completely loose and the uh, wing official ruled forward progress. And um, the defense picked the ball up and at the midfield, they ran for a touchdown. Um, there was nothing I could do. It was completely unjust, but we had to let the offense get the ball back and run a play um, from the previous spot, replay the down. You know, we don't like to have that happen, but, you know, that, that's, that's why we should make sure we see ball before we blow a whistle in high school. Absolutely. And, not, you know, you can anticipate, but that's anticipating your brain, like what you think is going to happen. You don't necessarily want to blow the whistle, especially on those type of plays, and don't, and don't make up rules. I've seen it happen. And that's the only reason why I'm bringing this up, because I've seen high school officials say, well, well let's do the right thing because it, it, he got the ball. Well, unfortunately... The right thing is actually in this, in some of these cases, is to follow the rule and just own up to the mistake. And I know it can be tough sometimes, but uh, it happened in a high school game that I did just recently where it was a field goal, and they, and the referee blows the whistle and it, on a block. And I looked at him, I go, "Hey, you know that's a live ball." 
And he goes, yep. I go, well, you get, to go over to the you get to go over to the coach and explain it to him because you're the one who blew the whistle and you're the referee. So um, we had a couple other people. Did he people. get to re-kick? Did they re-kick the field goal? Yeah, we replayed it down. They replayed it down, and, they, and, and uh, I want to say they may have gotten the field goal at that time. I, I, I don't remember exactly, but we did replay. I mean, because you got a loose ball, inadvertent whistle, team in the last possession gets the choice. And in this case, it was uh, still the kicking team or Team A or whatever you want to say. So they got they replayed the down. They kicked again. I I, I don't I think they did did kick it successfully the next time, but it was one of those where it didn't matter. But yeah, it so so it's just it's just you you got to keep keep that in mind. So we've got a couple other uh, uh, people comment on the previous play. Yes, Travis, see the game. Yep. Also uh, about drones. So I will tell you this about drones. Uh, every local um, either state or association or conference has rules on drones. You just got to follow that. Whatever, whatever those rules dictate, those are the ones that you have to follow. So there's really no, there's no rule in the federation about drones. So, um, all right, let's move on to our next play. And this one is hot off the presses. We just got this one sent in, and I, I really like this play. And I know Bill's going to have something to say about it, so we'll go. We'll go to it. Now, it's a little bit, you're looking from like an, kind of an end zone field shot, but where I'm going to want everybody to focus in is over here along the sideline because this is where it's going to happen, where I want to talk to, uh, to everybody about and get, get everybody's opinion out as well. So you'll see the play. I'll start to set up. Like I said, it's a little bit grainy, but you're going to see what's going to happen here in a second. So it just like looks like a screen of some sort. Now, I don't know if you caught that. I want you to look at this action right here and see what happens with the defender and the receiver the defender kind of shoves him there okay so let's let's go back one more time you'll see the defender shove him all right now he ends up out of bounds now this receiver is out of bounds okay now he's going to run a little bit and comes in and now catches the ball for a touchdown so there's two questions on this. A, right there, is that enough of a, is that is is that enough force to be a force out? And B, do you think if you were to rule force out, is this an immediate return? Right there, is that an immediate return? So those are two things to consider on a play like this. And I'm gonna actually, like I said, I'm gonna go to to Bill first on this because. Bill, we've talked about plays like this before, and sometimes the college interpretation, and blah blah blah. But when is when does like uh, enough is enough? Like, is that enough of a shove? And B, if you think it's enough of a shove, does he get back quick enough to where we're not, we're going to let this go as a as a legal play? I'd rule that he was running in that direction. He had pretty good pace. He got pushed. Um, I'd give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to give that receiver any chance of putting it on the defender when there's contact and resulting. I didn't know, say forced. I said resulting in him stepping out of bounds. Um, pretty hard to maybe put the brakes on that quick and, and totally stay in bounds. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. And I'm also saying that he came back in bounds um, pretty, pretty quickly. Um, and um, I, I'd have this play as being totally legal. All right, so you're you're gonna go legal, no issue with it, uh, Mike. 
how about you? Do you think on the force out that that's like that was truly a force out? And if you do have that as a force out, does the player come back quick enough? I mean, the rule in nine six says blocked out of bounds. They have to return at the first opportunity. Um, it's, it kind of leaves a lot up to the officials judgment. So there's a lot of room here. And I think I agree with Bill. I think the, the push on this running receiver caused him to lose his balance. It took him a few strides. He stepped on the sideline. He came back as soon as he got his balance. I'm also going to give the receiver the benefit of the doubt. And I'm going to go with a uh, catch and touchdown. All right, you're going to catch touchdown. Um, we've had some people on the text who are, are saying, well, the majority right now that have texted in and said catch. One person did say they felt like the, the player didn't immediate return, did not return at the first opportunity, which is actually the language. So here you go. You know, we'll go back to it. Yeah, I think, look, you know, shove, you know, he's turning, he's, he's making, but like, you just have to ask yourself, is, you know, at the first opportunity, does that mean, does the rule, is the intent of the rule for him to stop and go directly back in before he goes this way? I don't know if that's the intent of the rule. I, I think the intent is on a play like this, because he definitely, you know, I do agree, he's, that, I mean, his momentum is still carrying him towards the sideline. I don't think the intent of the rule is for him to do this. I think the intent of the rule is for him to come back is not to, I should say, is to not do this, okay, or this. But he kind of comes this way, you know, and so I'm thinking, I'm thinking I'm probably going to let this go and give the benefit of the doubt. We're getting some text out here saying don't nitpick it, you know, let it, let this type of play go. So, I mean, that's fine. I'm with, I'm good with that. Um, in the end, but we need to walk through it. I want to go back to the play one more time because I want everybody to kind of look at this and say, who's, you know, from a mechanic standpoint, you know, it's not the best shot, but who's going who's gonna to catch this? You know, right there, is it going to be the official? There is an official right here. Is that official going to be the one who's going to make the ruling, going to make the judgment? You know, that's in a, in a five-person game, that's all, that's all you have. That should be the only person who is going to make the judgment because I don't think a back judge coming across the top is going to be able to help with that. This is, a com this is a complete judgment call on that, you know, on that regard. But you, wanna, you still want to think about it. Who, you know, if you're that wing, you know, why we talk about don't bail out. You know, this is, this is that case because if you did you'd find yourself in a pretty you know bad position in fact i we can't see from the side so i don't know exactly what this wing did but i'd almost want to go back a little bit to get to get a better angle on that before we before we move on from this play mike at the high school level if you see that do you drop your hat or do you not drop your hat at the high school level not in connecticut no um i know ohio they do um it depends ohio's got their gold book but um, I think um, the Federation standard, you don't drop your hat. And um, some states have an interpretation where they've added it, but not in Connecticut. All right. So Mike's not dropping his hat. You're right. It's not a Federation mechanic. I, I know some people do it out of habit because it, it, you, you want to just tell somebody you saw him go out of bounds. It, it's really, it's, it's a bag the high school mechanic is a bag when you go out, a flag when you come back in, if they're not forced. Otherwise, it can be nothing. You don't have to do anything. By, by doing nothing, you're, in the, you're telling everybody that 
the player was forced out and came back at their first opportunity. All right, we're going to go can, on can to. I, can I ask you a question for clarification? Well, yes, Bill, go ahead. What's your What's your question? Okay, so you're saying in the high school rule, if I go out of bounds on my own and I come back in, pass play, I I fouled right now. You have fouled if you go out on your own. The minute you step on the field, I don't care what it is. It does it pass play, running play, by rule, you have illegally participated. If you go out on your own and come back, as no. soon as you step on the field, you are, you are. It's not illegal to go out. It's illegal to come back. Now, and so it's and it's all it's three and one enforcement too. Yeah, it's true. Well, here's the second part to that. I come back in and it's illegal. So you drop the flag. Now I catch this pass. Is the ball stay live or is it dead? So that's another good question because in high school, it once you've established back in the field of play, you you maintain your eligibility throughout the entire down in high school. You never lose your eligibility. So if you're if you're eligible, you go out of bounds, you come back in as long as you've established back and actually it's where you where and it's where your possession was, um, what, whatever status you had. Because if I go up, if if I jump up from out of bounds and catch the ball and then land, and land in bounds, high school, it's where was I? Where was I initially? I was initially out of bounds. So it's like the ball's like out of bounds. But if I jump back up, and you know if I catch the ball after I've established back in bounds, it's, it's still flag. It's still going to be illegal participation, but you're going to let the play go. The play's going to—it's a live ball. It's a regular play. Well, and that's a point. I figured that's what it was, similar to the college game. I've just seen too many officials in those situations immediately call an incomplete pass and saying that that's an incomplete pass, which is totally wrong. Uh, the ball stays live if the catch is made, and right. you can still have pass interference. Right, um, which is. You're right, which is actually kind of crazy, because he's an eligible receiver. So you could have, you could have two fouls on the play. Let's hope that doesn't happen, but you could. You could have offsetting fouls on this one. But that's the rule in high school. It's illegal participation. Um, anyways, all right. Let's get on to our our next play here. Let me go wide on it once I get it ready. All right. This is a this is a good one. This is one. This is one I got from San Diego, in case anybody cares. Um, pulled text down, I pulled the text number down just here for a minute. We'll get it back up in a second. All right, I like, always like to walk through what we're looking at. It looks like we've got um, a, somewhat of a balanced formation uh, where you've got an you know, eye formation, you've got a receiver in the backfield, a receiver on the line, and a tight end. So pretty, pretty simple what we're looking at. Five-person crew, so as a back judge, you know if you're a back judge out here, where you where you're probably going, you're probably going to this engagement right here. If I'm this official, I'm going to go to zone pretty quick. If I'm this official, I'm probably going to go to zone pretty quick because I don't really have any competitive matchup. So let's let it play out. We see a pat, we see a pitch. Okay, so it's a pitch backward. Now that's important because somebody has to know, has to rule on whether or not. It's a forward or backward pass. Well, it's obviously a backward pass because 
a backward pass can then now have it. We can have another another pass, which could be a forward pass, because we've only had one, or we have not had one forward pass, only a backward pass. All right, so we've got this pitch, and it looks like they're getting ready to set up for a double pass. And there it is. So they have the double pass. He passes across the other side, wide open for a touchdown. Now let's walk it back and look. Because it's a trick play, we have to ask ourselves, was everything legal? So here's our line of scrimmage. So our line of scrimmage is actually pretty, pretty good. It's not on a big white line, but it's definitely on a yard line. So it's at the 43. So we know the expanded neutral zone, right? We get two yards right there. There's the expanded neutral zone in high school. We can go down to the 41. Let me erase that. So let's see if our, let's look at our alignment here. We got a lineman who pulled, who came out here, this lineman right there. So everything's good right now because we know we're going, we got 43 to the 41. And our lineman engages, and now, so we've got a lineman right here, okay? There's a lineman. Here's our 41. So we have to now think who's going to keep an eye on this. We've got our two line of scrimmage officials who are holding, which I have no issue with because there's a lot of action going on in this area. There's no need for them to flow at this point. So I'm good with that. But somebody has got to be, has got to have eyes on this. And you know, I got an umpire here, which I would, you know, sometimes our umpires move up, sometimes they don't. I don't actually, it looks like our umpire is looking right at it. So, but I don't think umpires get very good perspective of this because they have to know where the player was when the ball is thrown. Very difficult for them to do. We've talked about it many times here. So now ball's in the air right now. So I'm going to actually roll it back just right there. That's where the player is getting ready to throw the ball right now. So let's see. Here's our line of scrimmage. One, two, three, four. So this is not a nitpick. This would not be like, can we say he's got a foot on the two, you know, two yards expanded. He's clearly down. This lineman is clearly downfield. And now we've got this pass for a touchdown. And I, and I don't know if, you've no, if you noticed, if you look at the umpire, as soon as the ball is passed, he turns to his right. He turns, he was looking, he was looking this direction, okay? And I don't know why he didn't pick up on this, but that's fine, and I don't know why he didn't move up. But now, in the end, if you look at when the ball goes in the air, yeah, I get it, umpires pivot, but he turns this like, he's turning this way which I don't think I might have turned that way because I want to see where, where these people are. There's nothing over there. So that's just a minor thing, you know, just, just kind of something to keep aware of that the film does see where you're looking, believe it or not. A lot of times you might think it doesn't. So now they go down, and like I said, we've got, you saw the result of the play. So my question, you know, for, for everybody here, for, for the panel, and I'm going to put the text line back up. Oops, there's Bill. Get back to Bill in a second. I'm going to put the text line back up. There's the text line. Um, my question for everybody on this is, what what are you thinking? What what if? I mean, I'm sure everyone's going to say, well, yeah, it's definitely illegal downfield. But when you see a play like this, if you're a wing official, where are you going? If you're an umpire, where are you going? Back judge, referee, you're kind of out. You're kind of not involved in this. But um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to Mike. I'll go to Mike first on this because I know you know Mike does work some some wing from time to time. So Mike, 
trick play. Sometimes we get out of our zone a little bit. How, how would you focus as a line of scrimmage official? And A, do you think it's the line of scrimmage official who it was coming to, or do you think it's the line of scrimmage who initially, who initially looks like he's going to be backside, but then ends up being point of attack when they throw across the field, which rarely happens. So, so walk, what is, if you were a line of scrimmage official either way, how are you going? How are you handling this? Um, I'm going to own that line of scrimmage, and I'm not going to expect the umpire to cover it. Um, we have kind of a run read, um, perhaps, that the umpire's made. I don't know. We've got a pitch out to a running back. Um, I don't know if the umpire is going to read that as pass. He may not come up. I don't expect him to come up. Um, and I've also pre-gamed double pass with my partner. We all should do that. Your fellow two-wing officials should always pre-game bubble screen and double pass because we have to know about backward forward. So holding that line of scrimmage is so important. And that engagement is right on the edge. Um, and I don't see why I would have left it as a wing official. I'm trying to help downfield. I'm not really looking in the offensive backfield. Um, so we've got the best perspective of anybody on the field in the short wing to both know where the line of scrimmage is, to be able to quickly glance back to see if the the passer still has the ball after we see that the lineman is too far downfield. And another thing is he's blocking downfield. I mean, it'd be one thing if he was just kind of jogging downfield. He's literally blocking a defender and communicating to the defense that this could be a running play because you've got guys blocking downfield. I wouldn't be against throwing OPI on this play. Um, oh, that's how you far stole down my thunder. Is. Stole my thunder, Mike. Somebody else in the text had mentioned that. That that was a question I was going. To, well, I appreciate your your mm -hmm. analy or your analysis of this, but that was a question I was going to throw for Mr. Lemagne. Mr. Lemagne, Bill, do you have DP or I'm sorry, do you have OPI on this, or are you simply going to just go with the you know ineligible downfield if you were the covering official? You're not wrong for the OPI. I think the majority of the people would just pick up on the fact that it's an ineligible downfield and, and agree with that. Um, the defense is going to be happy you call either one of them. So they're going to be unhappy if you you don't get either one of them. Right, um, yeah. So, I mean, you definitely got to get one. <laughs> that umpire, um, your point about him turning um, – you know, if that's more of a low pass trajectory where he needs to turn and help with an inside outside look, that's one thing. But when it's a loft that far downfield, that high, uh, to your point, uh, he should have stayed a little bit with that blocking and he may have picked up that uh, four yards or more downfield at the time of the pass. Well, and it's funny because we did have a comment in the text, exactly that, an umpire I know. He said, it's a loft. Why would you be looking downfield on a loft? You know, it's exactly what you're, you're saying. Um, it, it, so it's just something to, to be aware of. We've had some people say OPI may be a little bit too technical. Some people did mention OPI. I'm going back to it. There's the block right there, and the ball is just airborne. So here's your block. Um, you know, I do know that the, the evaluator on this game wanted this to be called an OPI. Um, and it is a, it's a significant difference in penalty enforcement. You're looking at, you're looking at 15 compared to 5. Um, obviously, they got rid of the loss of down a few years ago, so we don't, we're, we're not worried about that. But, um, you know, it's like, 
I kind of agree a little bit, like if we can get away with not calling it because of 15 to 5. But if it's clearly a block, and this looks pretty clear to be you know, block, I think you're, 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 if you go with the OPI, like Bill said, you're definitely not wrong, but uh, I think it might be the, be the better call just because of the, the, the style of blocking. And, and that's just my opinion. Um, if you want to go, it's got to be called something like Bill said. Whether you want out there in TV land, you want to go just the ineligibles, that's fine. Like I said, the evaluator on this particular game out west wanted this called as an OPI. So that's, uh, that's that play. Um, let's uh, go to our next play. We've got two views of this one. So let me... Uh, Let's get, you're going to get a side view and an end zone shot of this. So I'm just going to play it out. I'm not even going to do any type of telestrating. It's at the end of the play. So just watch to the end and you'll, it'll, you'll know exactly what we're looking at. So here you go. End of the play. Pass across the middle. All right. So I'm going to play that again. Here we go. And then I'll play the end zone view of it. All right, so there's that's what we're looking at. We're looking at that hit. the The helmet does come off, and uh, so let me uh, let me get the other view of this. You do get the end zone shot of it. So let me uh, let me show you the end zone shot, just so you see both both angles. Here it is. Let's run it back. All right, you'll see it across the middle. And there's the end zone shot. So you, you kind of get a better perspective of the type of hit from the end zone shot. So there you go. It doesn't look like from the end zone shot, this is not a target. This is definitely not a target because look where he, I mean, you can see that it tends to, the contact looks to be more like chest to chest almost, you know, like. It doesn't look like either he's, the defender is using the crown of his helmet uh, or anything like that. But this is definitely a hard hit. I'll go back to the side shot again so we can see. Let's go wide on it. And, and I left the text line up there so you can text. Let us know what you think once we start. You know, what would you call if you, or if you would call anything? So, I mean, his helmet does pop off. But, you know, looking at it, it looks like it's not a target. This looks like a... You know, I wouldn't say it's not it's not a form tackle, but it's definitely just a a, a hard hit on a defenseless receiver. Thing is, he hangs onto the ball. Okay, so so here you go. So there there there's your 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 play, your hit, whatever you want to call on this one. I'm gonna start with Mike. Mike. What do you think? I know some states are interpreting like they want to see a complete wrap-up. They don't want monster hits like this. Other states don't. Some say it might be a hit on the defensive, defenseless receiver and the action itself is, is a UNR. What do you got? Yeah, we just had our, our association meeting on Tuesday, and in Connecticut the interpretation is basically the Matt Sunstein video from several years ago interpretation. Um, they want to get this hit out of out of football in Connecticut. They don't want to see guys trying to blow up receivers to prevent a catch. Um, they want to see guys trying to make a play on the football, not trying to make a play to, to basically break the receiver, as this defender did. Um, you know, go for the ball. That's fine. That collision happens incidentally. That's fine. You're wrapping up. 
that's also fine. But uh, this player was clearly trying to go at the receiver, and he hit the receiver who was defenseless. Um, this is illegal personal contact, unnecessary roughness. Okay, that's what uh, that's what you've got. I'm going to go to Bill now. Bill, play like this, high school, keeps he held Mike, on to the Mike's ball. What do you got? Yeah, what? Mike's description at the high school level is, is pretty well sums it up. Uh, totally support that call at the high school level. Um, you know, you're going to have a hard time convincing anybody, especially when that helmet flies off, that he didn't get hit in the head, you know. Uh, but at the same time, he's, he's trying to take out the receiver. He's not trying to break up a pass, which obviously he was unsuccessful at doing. Amazing this kid was able to hold on to the ball. Yeah, it was. Now, I will be let's I want to just do a little bit of a clarification that what you know, what Mike was talking about is some states interpretation of this type of contact. Like I know in Illinois, I don't believe in Nevada, uh, California they they're, they're kind of going they're they want to go this way where they want to interpret this type of contact just exactly how Mike described it as illegal because it's not necessarily a, a true football play. It's not a form tackle. It's not something that, you know, that would, would constitute, you know, it's a hard hit, but is it really part of the game? So, so just to be clear, so think about that. We've had some people text in that say it's about 50-50. Some people say they got nothing. Some people say that, that this should be uh, a foul. But we also did have one other observation, which I, I, I want to share. Um, my personal view on this play before I do the, go to that observation is when I first saw it, I was kind of like, uh, I, uh, you know, if I was under the Hawaii rules, absolutely, but under like, nah, I'm like, it's, it's a hard hit. I'm, I'm really on a fence. I don't think, I, I, I don't know if I would have gone with it. it. You know, to get, for player safety, I can totally understand it. I might have passed on it, but if one of my fellow officials threw on it, I wouldn't have told them to pick it up. I would have maybe talked them through it, and if they said, this is why, I would have just gone with it. But I don't know if I would have thrown on it. Just, just saying. But let's go back to the play, um, and something was picked up there, and it's, right, it's kind of right there at the end, where the player, now he doesn't have his helmet on, and he kind of gets up, and he's kind of like holding the ball. Now, there was a question as to, is he taunting the defender right there with that action? Is he gets, when he gets up with the ball right there, is he taunting it or is he just looking for the official to give the ball to? So one more time, I'll show it, and then I'm going to ask Bill and then Mike what they think. Is that a taunt? And I mean, it's good. I'm glad somebody picked up on it. They just asked the question, is that, is that a UNS? Is that taunting? Bill? No, I saw that too, and, and I just said to myself, no, I'm not calling that. He... If he took steps more towards that guy, especially as he walked or if he turned with him, uh, but no, uh, you know, he's, he's, yeah, I think he got up just showing, hey, surprise, I do have the football. Exactly. He might have been as surprised as anybody else. So, no, I'm not flagging that. All right, cool. Mike, are you flagging this? No, he's just excited. You know, he made a great play. All right, he made a great play. No, I don't. I don't think I'm flagging it either. But uh, you know, we're not there. If we hear, if there's a little bit more voice going on, I might be going up and using my voice, saying, "Hey, knock it off!" If he's saying something. But uh, I'm glad somebody was able to pick up on that because 
Because, yeah, it's good. We're, we're paying attention. All right, let's move on. Uh, we're going to move on to our, our last play of the night. And this is another, another one that, you know, player safety type of a play, which we've talked about before. Player safety is, is a big deal. You know, we want to be good uh, officials when it comes to that because even though we, we, we want to be good with holding and line of scrimmage calls and this, but the, you know, the player safety is where we kind of make our money. So let's go, to, uh, let's go wide on this one. And this is going to be late, okay? So I want you to continue to watch around the line of scrimmage after, you know, you'll see some other stuff, but watch around the line of scrimmage because this is going to happen near the end of the play. So it's a pass, but just keep watching at the line of scrimmage. Don't watch the receiver. I don't know if you saw that. So, like I said, after he passes it, just let it go. Don't ball, ball hawk. You're the referee on this one. <laughs> let, the, let the pass go. Don't watch it. Just watch the action at the line after the, the ball is thrown. You see the lineman. So, one more time. Ball is, ball is gone. Peeling back around. And then you've got that contact. So now my question for everybody, and I'll, I will start with Mike on this one as well. And please text in. There's a, there's a text line. Please text in. Mike, do you have a UNR? Do you have nothing to talk to? Where, how, how are you going on this? Oh, this is all day. This is a UNR. Definitely. Um, you know, this is exactly why as a referee, you don't know what happened on the play. Um, the quarterback is totally unthreatened here. So as a referee, that action is going to get all my attention. And I love that I saw the flag come from that position. Um, I do think that the uh, wing on the uh, away from the play also might have been able to pick that up because, you know, that's your job as the opposite wing to widen your view and to pick up personal fouls uh, away from the play. Um, but I, I think it's an excellent get because um, we have to watch all those big bodies that are hanging around after the ball's thrown away, thrown, you know, downfield. Um, we have to get those uh, those late action. All right, so you've got this as a foul. I will go to Bill. Bill, play like this. You're the referee. You've seen plays like this before. What do you got? Oh yeah, you got to stay with it because again, uh, you have an umpire that's probably turned. Uh, sometimes even that short wing to the opposite side is looking downfield. You, you've got uh, 10, 12 people still there congested. Sometimes they play nice, sometimes they don't. Um, and you put this in a couple categories. It, it's a cheap shot, number one. It's also because the ball's outside the zone. Wouldn't you say also that's a blindside block, illegal blindside block? Well, you know what? That's a really good observation, Bill. Some of our viewers had said the same thing. They would call, I mean, it's the same penalty because it's a, it's a UNR, uh, a UNR, I should say, a UNR or a blindside block is 15 yards. And the enforcement sense would be the same because of when it occurred. But that's the other question I want to get to in enforcement before we, we, we'll, we'll finish this up as to what, you know, the foul. But you're right. People have said, Blindside block. We've had some people say UNR. We have some people who did say that they would talk to and and pass. Well, one, but uh, um, personally, yeah, I, I just I don't like this. I, I think it's it's garbage. And I wanted I wanted everybody to see it because um, 
we have to be very careful, and I even I said it in the explanation when I was showing you, don't ball hawk. If you're the referee on this one, you have to stay with this play. Don't go down and look and see what's going on because you want to know if it's a catch or no catch. Let your other officials tell you what's going on. You stay with this. Whether you want to call this a foul, which most of us do, or you don't, at least you want to have the knowledge of what happened so you're able to make an explanation to whoever of why or why not. Hopefully it's a why you're calling, not a why not you're calling. But, hey, that's why we get the, we get the big bucks, as they say. You've got to make calls like this. So going back to the play about, about the enforcement. All right, so there's, we have to ask ourselves what type of play and when does the contact occur? All right, so right now it's a pass play. So this is a loose when the ball this is a loose ball play. But if he catches it right here, now we have a running play. Now you're going to say Tim, well what's the difference? What's going Well, we, let's just walk through this, okay? So if this happened before, while the ball was in the air and it was still a loose ball play, what is our spot of enforcement? What do, how do we enforce this foul? Well, we walk the foul on this one is a would be a previous spot foul, which it looks like the previous spot. I don't know if I go back to the play, it looks like it's about the 26. So the pre maybe the 27. I guess this is the 27. So the previous spot's the 27. So we're gonna walk this to we're gonna we're gonna enforce this from the 27. But wait a minute. We have this thing called the all but one principle. Alright? The all but one principle says if the foul occurs behind the basic spot, which our basic spot is the previous spot, we enforce from the spot of the foul. So we're going to go that way. So in this play, now let's turn it around, I should say. Let's go, let's say, let's go with exactly what happened. The ball's caught. Now we have a running play. And now this foul happens right here. Well, we have the end of the run because it's now a running play. This foul is enforced from the end of the run, right? There's the end of the run. Oh, wait a minute, but we have a foul that occurs behind the basic spot. Once again, same thing. We're going to walk it off from there regardless. But it's good to know. It wouldn't matter on this play, but it is good to walk through it to make sure when you, you should always go and walk through plays like this when it comes to penalty enforcement because, yeah, it might seem we're going to get to the same result on this play, but what about the play that you're not going to get the same result? And if you don't go through the same process over and over again, then you'll find yourself skipping it or going back like a holding when you're supposed to, you know, you're going to go here instead of there or wherever. So, so just walk through this on all of those plays. I'm going to check the, I'm going to check the, uh, uh, the text here, but I'm going to throw it over to Mike real quick. So, um, Mike, talking about penalty enforcement, we, we do want to make sure that that's how we're, we're kind of walking through it on every play. Even though this makes sense, we know we're going to the spot of the foul one way or the other, whatever it happened. But still, I think that's a good process. Do you agree? Yeah, and as a referee throwing a flag, which is unusual, um, I'm going to go over to the umpire and I'm going to explain to him as if he was reporting to me. I'm going to report the foul to him because he's got to walk it off. And I also need to clarify it with myself and have another person listening to me to make sure that I'm not just going to go on my own. So the first thing I'm, I'm going to do is not turn to the press box and proudly go personal foul and start giving an announcement. If I'm on the mic, that's where we uh, screw it up. So 
go and find your umpire, talk to the umpire, let him know what you had. He's let him ask you questions, listen, take a moment. There's no hurry on this play um, because yeah, we can get the enforcement wrong. And the worst thing is when we get the wrong team, the enforcement's different, right? Well, so we got to make sure we got the offense. It's not the defense. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if you're like looking at the text line. I know it's funny because you're right. Somebody did mention that. I'm going to get to that in a second. That's where the difference comes in. Some other comments were about if you call this a UNR instead of a, uh, of a blindside block, you're sending more of a message of like, hey, unnecessary roughness. We're, we're going this way. I mean, I get that. Okay, fine. You know, blindside block either way. Um, so that was a really good point. Go back to, I'm going to go back to the play. I'm going to go wide on it. The, the, somebody out there mistakenly said he thought the foul was on the defense, so he was walking through his penalty enforcement. So let's let's just say this was uh, this is a perfect example of why we would need to walk through it. And Mike mentioned it. If you have this this foul occur on the defense, and it occur, it occurs now, that's a defensive player, let's say, and it's a, and the ball has already been caught and it's run out. Okay, so where where are we going to enforce this foul? If it's a running play, you know, you have to say, okay, well, you have a running play and you have a foul on the defense. Well, once again, the basic spot on a running play is the end of the run. So now we're going to go that way from the end of the run. But if we say that this foul on the defense occurs while the ball is in the air during that loose ball play. So now we'll just say for argument, the ball is in the air. So it's still a loose ball play. And now it's run out there. Well, yeah, now we got to go back to the previous spot and walk it off. We're not going to add it on. No, if it's a loose ball play. So that's why it's important, even though this one was, was similar the same way, that we walk through it ourselves every time so we don't screw up. Well, I want to thank everybody who took some time, I said, uh, tonight to, to spend with us. I really appreciate it. Um, and, uh, I, you know, we're going to be back in a few weeks, so you're going to have to run the next few weeks and get through them, and we'll be back for our playoff preview. I know some people are already in playoffs, but how about the extended playoff preview in a couple weeks? Looking forward to that. Last year we had a really good one. We did it on YouTube. We're going to do it on YouTube as well. So tell your friends. It's a free night for MIBT in a few weeks on, uh, on our uh, YouTube page right here live because we want everybody across the country to get ready for the playoffs. So before we go, there's Mr. Mike Billica. I want to thank Mike for being with us. Mike, thank you so much for being here and taking some time. Really appreciate it. Oh, it's really great to be here, here in Connecticut in week five of our regular season. Um, playoff start after Thanksgiving Day. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching the playoffs on the Federation Network television in Illinois and Arizona and everywhere else um, as still... we're getting ready for the middle of the season. I still don't get that. You guys get a lot of snow, but I don't understand it, but whatever. Whatever. It's not for me to understand. Anyways, Mr. Lemagne, I want to thank you for being here. Bill, where are you, where are you at this weekend so people can uh, tune in and watch it? Week six, we're going to see Ohio State for the third time at Michigan State. So we probably should be getting our letterman's jackets and other things like that from uh, Ohio State. Well, yeah, you heard last week there were almost a fight between coaches out there. So maybe you get to yeah. see <laughs> I can see another one of those. Um, I'm surprised there was no suspensions, but you know we can't we can't do that. But it was great how both teams goes. 
uh, I think it was uh, a guy we know, one of the, the, the referee, he's like, and then a UNS on each head coach. <laughs> was, uh, Those guys used to work together, too. They were together with the same program. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Well, like I said, thank you, everybody, for being here. We'll see you in a few weeks. Enjoy the rest of your season. Looking forward to our playoff preview for uh, everybody else here at MIBT, for Robert Yabarro, who wasn't here, but he'll be here next time. I'm uh, Tim Kiefer. We'll catch you then. Good night, everyone.